The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 80 podcast i'm one of your hosts my name is tack and with me as always is the other host of the show uh, jimmy klein hello hello hi uh and on this podcast we celebrate the iconic tv show the brady bunch as we break down the bunch one episode at a time what we do jimmy as you know uh-huh. we oh, take yeah. the episode we break it down right we send it to look for treasure down a wrong path on purpose Ooh. Only to claim the treasure for ourselves, to fuck it over on purpose, then send it to live a life of crime and mistrust, only to be easily forgiven for all crimes and go unpunished for everything, and then invite it to a party. All for you, the listener. Yep. On today's episode. Oh, it's the same every week, too. (laughs) We do that every week. On today's episode, we look at season four, episode three, entitled The Tiki Caves. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access. And, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Yep. I don't know where else. I mean. Yeah, that's that's about it. I know, I, I know where it used to be. <laughs> yeah. But it's not there anymore. Where? Where it used to be. <laughs> where, but like, where, where was that, Jimmy? I can't remember now. I can. It was. At, wait. Where was it again? Well, I can't remember. Did at, you order anything this week? I no, no. I did. I ordered some parts for my car. Yeah. Where, where did you order from? I ordered them from. <laughs> Crutchfield. Oh, where? Oh, Crutchfield. <laughs> Oh, cool! Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I then again, I did order. I ordered from two different places. I ordered from Crutchfield. And I ordered from another one. Oh, where at? From eBay. Where? <laughs> eBay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw this trailer for the show that looked kind of neat, and that was on really? Amazon Prime. Paramount Plus. <laughs> oh. Oh. Where? What? No. Okay. Where? Where would you say it was? It was on Amazon Prime. Prime. Man, but that that one felt forced. Felt forced. Just now you're noticing this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been forced in the last like six episodes. <laughs> no, it hasn't. This one was though. That's anyway, weird. what's up? How are you? Not a whole heck of a lot. What about you? Nothing really. Just been working, and I went to a kid's birthday party today. And, That's creepy. Uh, so that was fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I was invited. I was <laughs> oh, invited. oh, okay. Okay. So somebody you knew. Yeah, I didn't like just oh, stand okay. outside and look in the windows. That'd be weird, right? Yeah, right. You just show like up a- going, <laughs> and you're not even dressed up. Like, yeah, it's not like I tied children to tiki statues or something yeah, weird no, right, like and that. got in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to reach in and grab my tiki? 
know. <laughs> we'll get into that. Oh, so yeah. we're in. Well, the- I ain't getting into that. You can get into that. I, ain't getting that. <laughs> I mean, Greg's cute and all, but I'm excited. I'm excited though to hear the conclusion of uh, part three. The TK. I bet it's completely Hawaii. unexpected. <laughs> Well, it was nice to see hmm, Vincent Price. I didn't realize Vincent Price was gay, but we'll get into that, too. <laughs> I've always thought that even as a kid, because just the way really? it's like, hmm, as uh, Vincent Price. You know, it sounds kind of like Stewie <laughs> from Family Guy. Huh. Okay. He always begins a lot of sentences with, hmm. hmm. <laughs> it's hard hmm. to believe people thought he was creepy. <laughs> well, he kind of was. <laughs> Well, he wasn't the Michael Jackson video. That's about it. <laughs> no, because he used to do a lot of like that old timey like horror stuff. <laughs> old timey horror stuff. <laughs> it's a genre. Look it up. That's is that the technical name they teach you that yeah. in film school? Do they? Yeah, <laughs> you learned that in that fancy college of yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like the male version of like Elvira. <laughs> That's true. Just without cleavage. <laughs> right. He was like, hmm, you get spooky stuff today. I'm Vincent Price. <laughs> he didn't even show the chest hair like Mike did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, anything else uh, to open up the show with? I don't believe so. All right. Well, it's been almost six minutes. So, yes. Let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to talk all about this Vincent Price and reaching into little boy's pants and all that. Yes. uh, And we'll be back. This episode of A Very Brady Podcast is brought to you by Fun.com, the best place on the web to find officially licensed gifts, clothing, costumes, toys, and more. Fun.com also offers a variety of exclusive products they make themselves, and you won't find them anywhere else. Search great brands like Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Care Bears, and many more. Click the Fun.com link in today's show notes to see the latest products and also see save 10% site-wide through August 7th, 2021. Your savings is automatically added to your cart, so just click and shop. Fun.com, your go-to destination for exciting and unique gifts. And we are back. Yes. So we got the Brady Bunch, season four, episode three, entitled The Tiki Caves. And this is part three, the finale of the Hawaii episodes. Oh, man. It'll be exciting to go back to the mainland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Facts about the episode. It first aired on October 6th, 1972, written by Tam Spiva. Spiva? We got to figure that out. Is that a, a he or a she? I assumed it was a guy. Okay. Directed by Kevin's dad, Jack Arnold. Heck yeah. According to IMDb, Sherwood Schwartz had tried on numerous occasions to get Vincent Price to appear. You didn't say it right. 
Oh, sorry. Sherwood Schwartz has tried numerous occasions to get Vincent Price <laughs> to appear on Gilligan's Island. He wanted him for the role of Wrongway Feldman and the Mad Professor. Price finally agreed to appear in season four when Gilligan's Island's Gillian's Island was canceled after just three seasons. Hmm. Price agreed to be on an episode of the Brady Bunch. Price was the key reason for the Hawaii episodes as he was still a major star at the time and the storylines were written based on his stereotype character. He was only in the last episode. What are you talking about? He was the main reason. Get the fuck out of here. What do you okay, mean? we're going to write three episodes. Oh, yeah. Just for Vincent Price. <laughs> Well, he but was he's only going to be in the last one. He was in part two, but you only saw the back of his yeah, head. Last five seconds. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So as a reminder, everybody, this is part three of three. And if you didn't listen to the other episodes, Jimmy is going to read a little recap on what you may Heck have yeah. missed. When we last left off, Mike's company paid for the whole family and Alice to go to Hawaii so Mike could check on his newest building design. While there... Bobby finds an old island tiki statue that is said to be taboo and bring evil to all who touch it. At first, the boys didn't believe in old island superstition, and Dave certainly didn't. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. You're right. <laughs> but are later realizing that all their bad luck might be the curse of the tiki after all. An island elder tells the boys they need to take it back to where it came from and the curse will be gone forever. He tells them that they need to return the tiki to the ancient burial grounds of the first king. While traveling alone, the three boys arrive at the opening of a cave and enter in. What they don't know is that they are being followed by a mysterious stranger. <laughs> I just got chills. And he's right behind Jack. Oh, God, he's not. That <laughs> oh, works every time. <laughs> I thought Vincent Price was in my room. I'm not sure if I want that. No. All right, so we fade in. Scene one. As the boys continue deeper into the caves, Greg calls out, Hey, is anybody here? Peter adds, Boy, it's spooky in here. Just then, the mysterious stranger overhearing them laughs to himself and says, Hmm, that's it. <laughs> Scare them out of here. He then picks up a rock nearby him and tosses it towards them. <laughs> That'll scare him. <laughs> I thought he was going to throw the rock at him. I was like, the fuck? Like, this twist took a turn really quick. God. <laughs> the boys hear the rock and Peter asks, what was that? Greg, trying to calm himself down, says, oh, one of us probably just kicked a rock. Peter pipes up and exclaims, but we were just standing here. Greg gets angry and says, oh, you guys in your imaginations. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Damn it, you guys, we quit. Like, what? <laughs> God. We come back to the stranger and he realizes he has to kick it up a notch mm -hmm. and opens an old wooden chest next to him. And the door creaks open and shuts slowly. That was a pretty good sound. Yeah, it was. I mean, I know it wasn't really. I know how, how TV shows are filmed, but that was a good sound. It was a good sound. The boys hear this and begin to get worried. Peter says, that wasn't my imagination. My imagination doesn't creak. Greg, getting irritated, says, okay, okay, so something creaked. Peter asks, what could creak in here? 
Bobby, finally speaking up, says, dead bones could creak. Greg, still irritated, moves the boys forward and continues through the caverns. See, I, I would have done a different joke there. Like when that when they hear the creak, yeah. I would have had all the boys look at each other and had Greg go, that was also your imagination. <laughs> that would have been funnier than, oh. that wasn't my imagination. Like, that was just dumb. That was lame. Um, that was uh, that would have been an old callback to another episode when Mike and Carol were up in the room and they hear a noise. I think it was the <laughs> one where like Greg was working out or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and he's like, "I didn't hear anything." And then there was noise again. He's like, "I didn't hear anything again either," or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That would have just been a funnier joke. Uh, yeah. But also, uh, this gets more and more like Scooby Doo with every scene that goes by. <laughs> oh, it does for sure, <laughs> big time. Even like the name Sweet. they use later, like. Because, like, your typical or my go-to name when you're trying to do a Scooby-Doo ending is like, oh, man, it's Old Man Carruthers. And yeah, yeah. and then, like, that's the name <laughs> that is used later. <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Scene two. Back at the hotel, Carol and Alice are standing on the balcony outside of the room looking worried. Hmm. Carol says, I can feel it in my bones, Alice. Something is wrong. Alice, trying to be encouraging, says, oh, I bet they come home any minute. You know those guys. Once they're having fun, and forget about everything. Carol looks at Alice and says, not dinner. Hmm. Just then, Mike walks in the door. Carol rushes to him and asks, oh, Mike, did you find the bus driver? Mike says, yeah. He remembers the boys getting off the bus, but he doesn't remember exactly where. Carol suggests, maybe we better call the police. Mike, the realist, says, and tell them what, honey? The boys are late? Alice still trying to be encouraging. He's right, Mrs. Brady. It's like I said before. They forgot about everything once they're having fun. <laughs> hmm. You know, it's like, they're like, yeah, I found the bus driver and he doesn't remember where they got off. But I remember distinctly in the last episode, the bus driver said, you guys are fucking crazy for getting off the bus here. <laughs> Specifically here. I wouldn't get off the bus here. <laughs> but then he's like, do you remember these boys? Yep. Where'd they get off? I don't know. <laughs> but it seemed like a big deal like earlier that day. Hmm. It's like, that's weird. It's a big tourist area, bunch of traffic, people renting a bus because they can't afford a car. It's amazing <laughs> that the bus driver can't remember one single kid that gets off the, you know what I mean? That's, I thought it was <laughs> yeah. kind of lame that they even thought the bus driver would remember. But yeah. also, is Alice wearing rosary beads? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. She had a whole bunch of beads around it, but she, she, the way she was grasping them at the bottom, like, I don't know if she was like covering the the cross part of it or something, but they, I don't know. It just looked to me like it. Maybe Um, she did have them. I mean, that's typical like Catholics do when they're worried about something. But also, um, at least it's getting dark at this point. (laughs) Unlike the last episode where it's like two in the afternoon. (laughs) I'm so worried about them. (laughs) It's two o'clock. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) All right. Scene three. Meanwhile, back in the caves, the boys continue on. They come to a stop and Greg says, uh, a dead end. Peter says, just say end. Don't say dead. Bobby (laughs) adds, I'm with him. Greg rolls his eyes and turns back and heads the other direction again. The boys follow. We cut back to the stranger. He sees the boys coming back towards him. He runs off and into another passage and begins talking to a tall tiki statue. <laughs> oh, Oliver, how could I have been so careless? Hmm, I should have covered the entrance to the cave better. 
<laughs> Those children are going to ruin everything. I've got to get rid of them. You know when nobody's around, he's getting the piece of wood. Uh, <laughs> Hi-oh. Uh, sorry, Back to the boys. Greg Give is walking. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> back to the boys. Greg is walking down a passage and calls back to the other boys to hurry up and catch up to him. They are getting closer to the stranger and Oliver, the Tiki statue. The old man hides behind Oliver as the boys get closer. The boys then stop right next to Oliver and Peter says, we're going to be in a lot of trouble with mom and dad. Bobby says, yeah, we shouldn't have done this. Greg looks at his brothers and says with some swagger, you're both just scared. Why don't you admit hmm. it? <laughs> Bobby puffs his chest out and exclaims, I'm not scared. Peter follows suit. Greg looks at them and says, okay, okay, all right. You both stay here while I go look down there. Greg begins to walk off down a passage, but is then stopped when Bobby yells out, I'm scared, and Peter adds, we admit it, and they both run off after Greg to follow him. <laughs> the old stranger comes out from behind Oliver and chuckles <laughs> with an evil grin and says to Oliver, did you hear that, Oliver? I really did frighten them. <laughs> now to finish the job. Oh, man. Huh. Yeah, that, that my only note is I had no idea Vincent Price was gay. <laughs> Dude, sure. That's just how he came across. Like, he, he always, gross, he always talks like <laughs> that. I've always thought that. <laughs> I don't know if the truth is. I never looked it up. but I've never watched anything with him except a thriller video. So well, I didn't watch it with him. I watched He was in it. And I, watched it. <laughs> I was I'm like, come on, Vincent, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Jimmy let's watch <laughs> watch this is where I come in <laughs> you know oh, the yeah, laugh so at the end mm, it took me five times MJ he just loved the laugh at the end you look mm. over him and he's mouthing his part like along with it like, will you stop it <laughs> I can hear your lips smacking together just stop <laughs> I'm sorry. Tangent. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Scene four. Now in the girls' hotel room, the girls are sitting around on the bed when Jan says, I think we should tell mom and dad where the boys went. Cindy agrees. Marcia says, but we gave our promise that we wouldn't. I say we wait a little longer. You know, till Fan they're dead. <laughs> Fantastic scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me noticing costume stuff again um cindy's dress looked like it it went along with marsh's bathing suit cover from the last episode like it, it looked a lot like it <laughs> okay so i don't know if it's like the fabric was on sale or something um but also so eve plum puts out a line of home goods that right that resemble cindy's dress a lot that that big flowery print design yeah, like she puts out a whole line of home stuff that that looks like that. It's pretty neat. It's mm, fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scene five. Back in the caves, the boys continue down more corridors of the caverns. They come to a stop, and Greg sighs and says, "Another dead end." Peter pipes up and says, "I tell you, there's nobody here." Just then, a groaning noise is heard down one of the passages. Oh, Jesus. The boys all jump. Peter asks, did you hear that? Greg looks around and says, yeah, I heard it. Bobby says, 
If that's nobody, I don't want to meet him. The groaning sound continues even louder. The boys jump again and huddle closer. Just then, Bobby's fight-or-flight instinct kicks in as he pulls away and says, I gotta get out of here! Zoinks! <laughs> and he, like, runs in place for a second. Does, and he, takes, yeah, was gonna say, does he stutter, like, in place for him? <laughs> a ghost! Greg and Peter run after him. They enter into a cave, stop, and Greg yells out, All right! We know someone's in here, so come out, whoever you are. Just then, a coffin nearby them opens up by itself. Creaks again. The boys see this and back their huddle against a wall. Out of the coffin rises a man still groaning in a giant tiki mask complete with colorful feathers all around it. The boys' eyes widen as they witness this. Bobby runs off and Greg and Peter follow suit. They run off to the right, but are trapped at a dead end. They take off the other direction and back down deeper into the cave from where they were before. As they leave the cavern, the old stranger stops moaning, takes off the tiki mask, and says out loud, Hmm, darn it, they went the wrong way. The stranger walks back over to the tiki statue and says to it, Well, Oliver... If I can't get rid of them one way, I'll get rid of them another. (laughs) The old man looks around and spots a spear. He grabs it, holds it in his hands with determination, and yells out to the boys, All right, I tried to frighten you, but you wouldn't go. Now come on out. I've got you trapped. The boys hear this and continue to hide from the old man. I don't understand why they couldn't go out the way they were going to go. Like it was blocked by like a torch and a piece of plywood that looked like tiki. Like, like why can't they just go yeah. through it? Like there's a couple of torches there in the passageway. Yeah, I saw that. And he was like, "Damn, they went. They didn't go out that way. Like I wanted them to. Well, don't fucking block it. Maybe they would have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he picks up that spear that's probably like 300 years old and dull. <laughs> what is that going to do? It's going to break as soon as he hits it on something. anyways true that back in the hotel we see the three girls sitting on the bed with mike carol and alice all standing in front mike asks why didn't you just tell us before marcia says well because we promised the boys we wouldn't carol says oh honey you know better than that you don't keep a promise like that if you know it might hurt somebody mike asks where did they go Cindy, with a look of innocence, says, we don't know. Jan adds, but the boys did say that they were taking the idol back to some old burial ground. Alice asks, well, didn't they say where it was? Marcia says, no, but old man Hanalei told them about it. He works for the construction company, Dad. Mike sighs and says, I think we better have a talk with Mr. Hanalei. Carol hmm. agrees. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Jan looks so much more mature in that scene than she did in other scenes. Like it's all <laughs> of a sudden, like from one episode to the other, she like aged by like two years. <laughs> you didn't notice that? No. Oh, okay. And also, good thing Alice was there. Whew, man. <laughs> <I know> <laughs> she really added a lot to everything that was going on. <laughs> yeah. She just I think she said, nosy. yeah. Well, where'd they go? Yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> all, that's all I got, Mike and Carol. She didn't know. even ask where'd they go because she was concerned. She asked because she was nosy. <laughs> Ooh, where where do they go? <laughs> they didn't say where it was. Yeah, Alice asks, 
well, didn't they say where it was? Yeah, that was her. And then she's like, nope. And then Alice just looks at my girl. It's all I got. I, it's a mystery to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, scene seven. Meanwhile, the boys have been captured by the old man and are now each tied up against tiki statues. You know, it's kind of funny because there's really only two scenes to come back and forth to. And I have all the <laughs> cavern stuff and you have all the boring girl yeah, stuff. Yeah. The girls sit on the couch and just ask, should we tell them? I don't know. Next scene. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to do all the biggie bites, but like the, the gay Cosby voice. <laughs> The general putting bobs in the bed. The old man says to his tiki statue, Well, Whoa. this is definitely a fly in the ointment, Oliver. It's sticky wicket. <laughs> what are we going to do <laughs> with these boys, Oliver? Bobby whispers to the other boys, He keeps calling that thing Oliver. Our cousin's name is Oliver. No. <laughs> Ain't it? The old man hears this, walks over to Bobby and says, When you've been alone as long as I have, you need companionship, someone to talk to. Hmm. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I was hoping you would read it and just not oh. even look at it. <laughs> I was like, what was I trying to say there? <laughs> oh, dang it. Uh, listeners out there, Jimmy tries to sabotage my script. I'll read it, though. It says, Hot Greg, <laughs> trying to reason with the old man, says, Sure. Everybody needs a friend. He's quickly cut off by the old man as he says, The point is, what are you doing here? Nobody knows about this cave but me. Greg says, We just stumbled onto it. Peter pipes up and says, Honest, we came to the barrow ground to bring back a little idol. The old man's face lights up and asks, Idle? What idle? Bobby says, It's in Greg's pocket. The old man asks, Which one is Greg? Bobby says, The big one. Greg shoots an angry look at Bobby. The old man looks at Greg's jeans, then at his pocket, reaches in and pulls it out. He holds it in his hand and says, Ooh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's exquisite. Greg then says, say, mister, maybe you can look for my idol now. <laughs> it's in my other pocket. <laughs> no. The old man goes on. It's the most important archaeological find. He then looks at the boys with an evil look and says, oh, you naughty, naughty boys. <laughs> you didn't bring this here. You found it while you were in here in this, in this cave. Greg argues and says, no, we didn't. We found it back in Honolulu. The old man looks at him and says, Don't lie to me. You found <laughs> you found a find that I didn't find. Bobby says, Honest, mister, we didn't find a found that you didn't find. The old man walks over to Bobby and says, Stubborn, aren't you? Hmm. The old man has almost completed his evil villain performance and gets into Bobby's face and continues, Well, I can wait. I can wait a long, long time because you're never going to leave here until you tell me the truth. Hmm. Man. Man. So he ties up the boys and starts getting into their pants. <laughs> and and this is allowed on the air. Like this would never be allowed on the air today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I also saw what you were talking about with the last episode of fucking Brady stealing people's claim again. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> this is basically <laughs> the same story as when they went to yep. the Grand Canyon. <laughs> no, if it was the same story, then they would have natives dancing for him at the end of it. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. Or maybe they would have natives at least doing some sort of ceremony that included them. Oh. Oh, yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well, yeah. then they would show the stupid montage of them going back home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did hmm. that. Okay. I don't know. By the way, Sticky Wicket was my nickname in high school. So I thought it was that sexual move that you were trying to invent. Well, how did that go again? The Sticky Wicket? Yeah. How do you do the Sticky Wicket? Well, it's it's easier if I just show you. No, you got to, uh, because so, they, can't, they can't see you. You have to explain. I know, but it, yeah, if I lift my leg like this, Jimmy, you see this? Mm-hmm. I lift my leg, and then... I turn around this way, and then my my hand, my right arm goes here, and then if I jump, sorry, <laughs> I did it oh, again. See, I, I got sorry. it all wrong. I got it all wrong. I thought the the sticky wicket was when you jerk off with glue while sitting <laughs> on your knees. Oh yeah, that's it. I you said probably I shouldn't have tried to do what I just did then. You said it had something to do with some like movie character. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I know what you're trying to get to. You're trying to bring up Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't watch Star Trek. Sticky Scene wicked. eight. Jeez. Oh, <clears throat> now at Hanalei's front door, Mike and Carol stand outside. Hanalei says, but I didn't do nothing wrong. Mike says, we're not blaming anybody, Mr. Hanalei. You just tell us where the boys went. Mr. Hanley repeats again, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> Mike pleads with Hanley to tell them. Carol adds, the boys are lost. They haven't come back. Hanley's eyes widen and he says, they did not come back. Carol says, no, won't you please help us? Hanley says, that is bad. <laughs> Mike and Carol look at each other. Hanley continues, I will tell you. What I told them. <laughs> so, like, this is going to have, like, an attorney that's, like, behind the door, like, to just say you did nothing wrong. <laughs> I, think, I did nothing wrong. I think Mike is in the mafia. <laughs> and all the construction workers know it. Like, yo, that's that dude that's in the mafia, man. Why do you think he's building shit in Hawaii? You, can't, you know, normal people can't afford that. That's so, like, he's think. terrified. He's like, I did nothing wrong, man. You know, like... Like he just opens the door. I didn't do anything. Like, <laughs> what? I didn't do anything. <clears throat> We're just looking for our kids. I didn't do anything. Anyway. And does Hanley just get off, like, keeping information from white people <laughs> until they beg? Because you remember the last episode, they're like, just tell us. And he's like, no, stay away. And they're like, please, please, Mr. Hanley, please tell us. And he's like, okay, I'll tell you. He's like Will Ferrell's character and, um, Austin Powers. He's like, damn it, you asked me twice. Now I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll never tell you. Please, Hanley. Damn it, that's twice again. <clears throat> I um, forgot about that. But I, I have another theory. I put on here that the hair on Mike's chest scared the crap out of him. That's what made him so defensive like that. <laughs> Get a little bit, little tufts of hair coming up. It's like, oh shit, Mike. Yeah. It's manly. <clears throat> Showing Even off his like chesticles. What's that? <laughs> His chest hair even had a perm, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Scene nine. Now we return back to Camp Creepy. The boy is still tied up. 
now sitting on the ground while the old man sits in front of them eating beans. <laughs> Bobby says, boy, this bean sure smell good. Um, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> old man Holly should have been like, no, I just farted. That's what I say to kids every time. And the old man shoots a look at him and says, I think you better go lay down somewhere. <laughs> Are you begging? <laughs> Sorry, my dog's like, hey, she's in trouble now. <clears throat> That's an inside joke with me and Jimmy. Anyway, <laughs> the old man says, well, all you have to do is spill the beans and they're yours. And the old man chuckles at his own pun. Peter says, Mr. We're telling you the truth about the idol. Greg adds, that's right, Mr. Uh, the old man annoyed corrects him and says, not Mr. Professor Hubert Whitehead. Greg, with a shock in his voice, says, you're a professor? Whitehead nods <laughs> and proudly says, professor of archaeology. Peter says, archaeology? That's about digging up ruins, isn't it? Whitehead says, Ruins and bones and mummies, mm, other fun things. And jello pudding pops. And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't suppose any of you ever heard of me, huh? <laughs> Greg snobbishly says, No, I don't think we have. Whitehead says, Nobody has. That's my problem. You know, I, I remember once when I was digging along the Nile with. Carruthers, wretched chap Carruthers. I never could stand him. He was always winning. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'd be funny if the boys answered <laughs> in his voice. No, we don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been hilarious. Bobby nods and says, hmm, yeah, hmm, I know. <laughs> no. No, he goes, oh, I know. I know a guy like that. Whitehead goes on, well, we were searching for the lost tomb of a pharaoh, and we almost had it narrowed down to the exact spot when Carruthers suggested that I search one way while he searched another. Hmm. Greg asks, (laughs) what happened? Whitehead says, hmm, Carruthers found the tomb. Peter oh God, asks, it gets more intense every time you do it. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter asks, and you? Whitehead laughs a little to himself and says, hmm, I got lost. Greg, trying to be empathetic, says, that's tough luck, Professor. Peter, still very interested in the story, asks, is that what you're doing in here now? Looking for stuff for a museum? Whitehead shoots Peter a nasty look, scoffs. As he says, museums, I've turned my back on the academic world. He leans into the boys and whispers, there are more treasures buried in this cave that are worth a fortune, a fortune. And they're all mine. Oh, mine. (laughs) Bobby asks, you mean you're going to steal it? Whitehead sits up a little and says, please, I prefer to think of it as proper compensation for past injustices. Hmm. He leans into Greg (laughs) this time and says, that's why you're going to tell me where you found that idol, because wherever it was, there's bound to be more. (laughs) 
Mm. Greg gets <laughs> mad and says, I've already told you. Back in Honolulu. Whitehead snaps back and says, I want the truth. He pauses for a second, narrows his eyes and asks, you're somebody's children, aren't you? <laughs> Such a stupid question. Bowie's <laughs> like, yep, yes, we, yep, we, yeah, we got parents. <laughs> Greg adds, and we'd like to keep it that way. Whitehead goes on, precisely. Why are you going to tell me where you found the idol? Now you think about it while I go reheat my beans. <laughs> I mean, have you heard a microwave in the background? And <laughs> 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 that's literal. That's, there's no metaphor there. And the old man gets up and leaves the area. Peter whispers to Greg, that guy's a real sing-along. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome if you listen to the last uh-huh. episode. <laughs> Bobby says the obvious. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Greg says, really? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> no, Greg says, don't worry. When he tied us up, I kept some slack in my rope. We should be out of here in a minute. Greg wiggles around to try to free himself. Greg's all like, I'm used to getting tied up. I got this. <laughs> I'll be out of Watch this. I'll be out of saying. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, Vincent Price just is not intimidating. But I was waiting for him to say, if you don't tell me, you're going to pay the price. Get it? Pay the price. (laughs) Pay the price. A Vincent price. Mm. (laughs) That would have been awesome. Okay. Scene 10. (laughs) Meanwhile, the search continues. Mike and Carol are out in the company vehicle following what Mr. Honolay told them. They come to a stop and get out of the car. Carol says, honey... Are you sure this is the right place? Mike says, no. What the fuck? No. I'm not. Never been here before. Nope. No, he says, from what Mr. Honolay says, it has to be. Carol says, well, it's not going to be easy to find them in here at night. (laughs) Wait a second. You don't have night vision? (laughs) <laughs> more rock solid things said from from carol okay. <clears throat> mike determined says no but we're going to find them come on mike and carol head out on foot with flashlights in hand that aren't on <laughs> I, I mentioned that later <laughs> i swear if you look if you listen really closely you could hear ocean waves which Big shock, it's Hawaii, but they're supposed to be inland on top of a mountain or something, so I don't know why they would hear waves. <laughs> All right, scene 11. 11. The boys, now free from the ropes, attempt to escape. Greg tells them, don't make a sound. They walk slowly away. He makes to a find- sound to tell them not to make a sound. <laughs> they walk slowly away to find their way out. As they round a corner, they are suddenly stopped by Whitehead, Wielding a spear as he says, Thought you could get away from old professor, didn't you? Didn't you? Hmm. Whitehead <laughs> then cackles as he, as he walks closer to the boys with a spear pointing right at them. The boys back up in fear. Hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say, what, oh. what was he laughing about? Like, why was that funny? <laughs> it's just what evil villains do. They laugh at the hmm. weird shit. That's like every once in a while we'll watch one of those videos where like 
you know, it shows like instant karma, people driving, they cut somebody off and the cop pulls them over. Yeah. And every time these people do this ridiculous fake laugh, they're like, ha ha, ha, ha. like, what the fuck is wrong? What are you laughing at? That's just not funny. Like, <laughs> it's the same thing with him. Like, why is this funny? Are you funny? I mean, if he would have legit scared him and they like, like, ah, you know, like danced a little and, you know, <laughs> screamed like a girl, then it'd be funny. But that wasn't funny. Yeah. All right, so this is where we take our next break. So it looks grim for our heroes. It does. What will they do? Will Mike and Carol make it on time to rescue them? Will we ever figure out how their cousin was a tiki before becoming a real boy? (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. back cool cool so we're having some fun here kind of messing around with the uh, good old Vin- Vinny price <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> and you're like we you know are. i don't really know like much about him and so i'm kind of looking up here and a lot of the movies that he did like was he did like house of wax he did house mm. and haunted hill he did both of them like, huh there's two house and haunted hills there's the original cool. And then yeah. there was the one with uh, Chris Kattan in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did he both also, of them. He also did the original <clears throat> The Fly as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, the Mask of the Red I just remember Death. the one with Jeff Goldblum where he's, where he's humping that one chick. No. <laughs> the chick from Beetlejuice? Yeah. Um. Anyway, he did like a lot of horror movies and stuff like that because he okay. had the creep factor about him. Which, you know. We kind of play on a little bit here. Yes. <laughs> uh, later, he started in a BBC radio horror. He did a lot of radio horror stuff, too. Huh. And he had his own show called The Price of Fear. Huh? See what ah. they did there? Ah, he took my advice. <laughs> and uh, 
He accepted a cameo part in a Canadian children's television show called What? The Hilarious. Who the hell would put him on a children's television show? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> children. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> the Hilarious House of Frightenstein was the name oh, okay. of the show. Right. I guess that makes sense. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's just as creepy as that old man that was in Poltergeist 2. Hello, child. <laughs> Don't be frightened. I'll sing to you, child. The old uh, man or the, are you, or I thought you were talking about the old lady in Poltergeist 3. <laughs> no. man! You know, that lady. <laughs> she was in the first Poltergeist, yeah. Well, I think she might have been in all of them. I don't know. But. I don't know. Caroline! <laughs> run to the light, Caroline. Yeah, run to the light, Caroline. <laughs> <clears throat> I love horror movies. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, I'm just kind of skimming the, the Wikipedia page on them. I'm not really looking too much into it, but... <laughs> Cooking Price this is was like a the gour- lamest break we've ever had. <laughs> Price was a gourmet cook, apparently. Oh wow! And he authored several cookbooks with his second wife. Oh, oh shit! Mary. Uh, one book was called "A Treasury of Great Recipes." Another one's called "Mary and Vincent Price Present." Oh, present <laughs> a hmm. national treasury of cookery. Mary and Vincent Price's "Come Into the Kitchen" cookbook. And cooking price wise with Vincent Price. What year did he pass away? Hmm. He passed away on. He died of lung cancer on October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> he probably he probably was a smoker so long. That was cool back then. <laughs> yeah, everybody was a smoker back then. Yeah, right. His illness contributed to his retirement from mystery, and I see. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I never really knew much about the guy. I just know a little bit. I just know from Michael Jackson's thriller. (laughs) Darkness falls. I was just about to say, when he passed away, I'm sure darkness fell across the land. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, so that was a quick, very quick skimming of the life of Vincent Price. If you'd like to learn more, check out those Wikipedia page. So there you go. (laughs) Or if you have any fun facts on them, uh, feel free to hit us up. <laughs> yep. All right. So are you ready to continue? Uh, yeah. All right. When we last left off, the boys searching for an ancient burial ground of the first king to return an idol they found on Mike's job site back on the main island. Wow. That was a weird sentence. But the boys find themselves kidnapped and trapped by an old archaeologist who has spent just a little too much time alone with tiki idols. He claims the boys are after his treasure, after his claim, <laughs> and don't believe the idol they found wasn't found in the cave. Hmm. Hmm. So do I, do I have to keep the voice going? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, we're swapped now, huh? All right. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yep. All right. Get it. Scene 12. The boys are now tied up again against the giant tiki statues. Whitehead says, very naughty of the boys trying to run away. (laughs) Greg apologizes. Bobby says, yeah, sorry. We just lost our heads. Peter pipes up and says, shh, don't give him any ideas. White, what's that? I just said, huh? Whitehead goes on, this foolishness has got to stop. (laughs) Either you tell me where you found the idol, 
or I'm going to take what treasure I can, leave you here in this cave and go. <laughs> now start talking. <laughs> Greg says, I have something to tell you, Professor. Whitehead barks. What? Greg, in fear, says, your beans are burning. <laughs> Which I got to admit, that was way funnier to me than it probably should have been. Um <laughs> Whitehead's He's face. Like, My boy. Yes, they are. Oh, you meant. Oh, right. Whitehead's face goes from angry to concern as he hears this and says, Oh, good heavens. Whitehead <laughs> then leaves to go check on his beans. Greg turns to the boys and says, I had to get rid of him for a minute so we could figure out what to do. Peter says, We told him the truth. He won't believe us. Bobby adds, Yeah. We found the idol in Honolulu. <laughs> Greg's like, we did? <laughs> Greg thinks for a second and says, this time we'll lie. We just have to stall him. Bobby asks, what good will that do? Greg says, the girls know where we are, right? They'll tell mom and dad and they'll come and get us. Peter says, but you made the girls promise to keep a secret. Greg says, that's the point. Those blabbermouths never keep a secret. Hmm. Bobby says, boy, I hope you're right. Greg goes on, stall for time. Even if mom and dad don't come, something something else might happen. Peter worried says, I can think of lots of things that could happen. Hmm. Bobby adds, me too. And I don't like any of them. Oh, man. So I really, I love their like swapping for day for night. I don't know why old movies did this. Because it's like, like when they show the outside shots, it's clearly fucking day out, but they try to make it look like it's night by like, yeah, they put like everything. a dark blue filter on it. But you still <laughs> yeah. see sunlight and shit. <laughs> no, that's just moonlight, Jimmy. It's just moonlight. Mm. <laughs> God. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, <clears throat> I love the, the good heavens. Like that just, that made me laugh. That made me way happier than it should have been. Um, yeah. But also, do they really think that he's going to willingly let him go? Like he kidnapped him. He's gonna be like, okay, now go back to your parents and tell them what happened. <laughs> I mean, what, they're just gonna—they're just gonna call the cops, and he's gonna be arrested. So he should just kill him, right? That's just like, you know, in movies where they grab somebody and they're like, "Let me go, let me go." <laughs> All right, damn it, he said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Scene thirteen. Meanwhile, Mike and Carol are walking through the woods with flashlights in hand looking for the boys or any sign of them anyway. Mike spots something on the ground and says, Hey, look, it's popcorn. And it leads away from here just like a trail. Carol lights up and says, And Bobby always is always eating popcorn. <laughs> All the time. He never... <laughs> morning until he goes to bed, the boy is always eating popcorn. You can't fucking catch that boy without some popcorn in his hand. We go through shit tons of popcorn at the house. My kids, that's right. I'm sure it's a trail. Come on, honey. We're going to find them. Mike pushes on with Carol in tow. It's amazing that there's no bugs or birds on Hawaii. That's incredible. <laughs> on the entire island, none. Right? And it's, my note was just, Bobby's always eating popcorn. I've never seen that boy eat popcorn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> Scene 14. Back at the witch doctor's evil lair, the boys are still tied up to the tiki's. Greg calls out, 
uh, professor. Whitehead walks around and says, a word of thanks. <laughs> you saved my beans, boy. <laughs> Greg says, oh, well, good. Whitehead continues, now let's get on with it. Are you prepared to tell me where you found the idol? The precise spot in this cave? <laughs> Greg lies. And says, I don't know why I make him do that every time. Greg That's lies great. and says, That's the trouble. We don't remember exactly. You see, we found it when we were when you were trying to scare us away. Whitehead looks at the giant tiki and says, should we believe him, Oliver? <laughs> Bobby pleads, believe us, Oliver. Believe us. Peter says, if you untie us, Professor, we're sure we can help you find the exact spot. Whitehead, a little suspicious, says, all right. All right, I'll untie you. But don't try to run away, because if you do... <laughs> Whitehead, Whitehead makes himself... Clear by pointing his spear right at Greg's chest. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Greg seemingly scared. Greg seemingly scared puns. We get the point. <laughs> I can see your tip. All right. <laughs> your balls are showing, sir. That's what I'm trying to say. Um,. Why don't they just say that they found it outside, and then when they go outside, they just run? Because <laughs> he could throw the spear. I don't know. <laughs> we found it underneath one of those tiki's outside. <laughs> you did, <laughs> yeah. And then they just run away. See, see how easy it was. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of ways they could have easily gotten away. It's three young <laughs> strapping young men against exactly, an old yeah. man with a spear. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. All right. Scene fifteen. Mike and Carol continue to walk through the woods hand in hand. Mike stops, looks down, and says, Look, there's some more popcorn, honey. This is compelling writing, by the way. <laughs> Carol, starting to lose hope, says, Maybe it's not Bobby's. Maybe it's been there for days. Mike says, No, no. With all the birds around here, not a chance. Come on, honey, let's go. They push on in hopes to find their boys. Wait a minute. There was a mistake. What? Because either Bobby or Peter says the line, well, the girls know where we're at. Yeah. They have the whole conversation say, well, the girls know where they're at. They're going to tell mom and dad. The girls don't know where they're at. They just right. know that they went to some. The girls don't know. They don't, they don't know where they're at. They just know that they talked to Hanalei. Right. It. But that's not what's said. What's sad is that the girls know where they're at. Yeah, but they don't know. Okay, anyways. <clears throat> Sorry, it just hit me. Scene 16. The boys, now untied, have brought Mr. Whitehead, sorry, Professor Whitehead, Jeez, to a, can't yeah, believe right? you messed that up. To a spot. And Whitehead says, I thought you knew exactly where you found it. <laughs> Greg says, well, I didn't mean exactly, exactly, Professor. I meant exactly in the exact location, not the exact spot in the exact location. Exactly. Understand? Whitehead says, exactly. <laughs> Bobby, surprised, says, you do? Whitehead <laughs> sighs and says, well, I mean, I now believe that you found the idol in Honolulu. So there's only one thing to do. <laughs> Peter suggests, let us go. 
Whitehead looks at Peter, holds up an okay sign with his hand, but then says, wrong. I have no choice. (laughs) Bobby asks, do we have a choice? (laughs) Mr. Whitehead says, no, I'm going to tie you up again and get out with my treasure. All right, now move, move, move. (laughs) Scooch you. Oh, Jesus. My parent, my, my parents. Wow. My wife and kids are probably like, what the fuck is he doing out there? <laughs> Him and Tackett so freaky sometimes. Um, the boys in fear move out back to the room with Oliver. Whitehead says, all right, back over here. <laughs> he moves the boys back to where they were tied up before against the large tiki's. Bobby gets shoved in front of a different tiki than the one he was tied up to before. Bobby says, hey, this isn't my tiki. That's my tiki. He runs over (laughs) to shove Peter away so he can be tied up to the one he had before. Peter (laughs) argues with him and they fight over the tikis. (laughs) Whitehead loses his shit and says, oh, for goodness sake, take any tiki. (laughs) The boys all move to a random tiki as Whitehead gets his rope ready. Peter taps Greg on the shoulder and switches with him so that he can have the tiki he had before. Whitehead ties up the boys again for the third time. See, right there when he was tying him up, like he puts the spear down way over there. And then like he's just getting a rope. Like he's bent over completely, like getting a rope. Like right there, they could have easily just walked out. I was waiting for them to use the old, that's not the best way to tie. Here, let me show you. Stand right here. This is the best way to tie people. I was waiting for them to use that old. Mm, This this is much better. Yes. Now, (laughs) let me go and let me do it to you. No. (laughs) And they run. See? See, we can write this shit. Um, Why don't they just all three run a different direction? Right. (laughs) What's he going to do? He he can go after one of them with a dull spear that's 300 years old. And he's old. It's not like he's going to chase that far. So. He'll just be like, come back here. <laughs> that's, that's all Oliver, you go that way. I'll go this way. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 17. Mike and Carol are getting very close. They have now arrived just outside the cave entrance. Carol says, this must be the burial ground. They walk around at, quote, night and point their <laughs> flashlights, <laughs> which aren't even on, <laughs> around them to look for clues. Mike says, a clue. You go that way. And me and Shaggy and Scoop. No, wait. No, Mike then says, Carol, look. He points to a large statue with a box of popcorn sitting on it. They walk closer to the cave entrance and go in. <laughs> My only note is, man, that moon is bright shining through them trees like that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Man, <clears throat> the color of it and everything. I swear it could have been sun. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> There we go. Scene 18. Back in the evil dungeon, <laughs> Whitehead says, I'm sorry if I frightened you boys. I never really meant to hurt you. When I go in town, I'll send somebody back to, uh, to let you go. Would you like some beans? <laughs> <laughs> Just then, Bobby spots Mike and Carol walk in and says, Mom. Mike and Carol see the boys and run over to him. Carol asks, oh, boys, are you all right? Greg says, yeah, we're all right. Glad you're here. Whitehead disappointedly says, 
Now everyone knows about my secret cave. It's become a tourist attraction. (laughs) Mike walks up to Whitehead and says, listen, I don't know who you are or what you're doing, but you've got a lot of explaining to do. (laughs) Sorry, that's just a Mike thing to say, but I totally see where they got it from in the parody movies. This makes this makes the parody movies so much funnier. Whitehead looks at Mike with regret and says, Yes, I suppose I do owe you that. (laughs) (laughs) Some time passes as Whitehead explains the whole story to Mike. Whitehead says, So let me once again say how sorry I am that I frightened your boys, Mr. Brady. All I ever (laughs) wanted was a place of my own in the academic world, and now I've sunk to crime. I'm I'm an archaeological dropout. (laughs) Mike says, Professor, you didn't really think you'd get away with stealing all these treasures, did you? I mean, kidnapping my children, threatening their lives, starving them, and almost leaving them for death, tied up in a cave and getting in their pants? No, no. Uh, (laughs) Tied up in a cave? I get, but stealing thousand-year-old trinkets that nobody owns or cares about? I don't fucking think so. Not on my watch. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't say all that, but it'd be awesome if he did. It would have been. <clears throat> Whitehead says, well, one has hopes. <laughs> Mike thinks for a second and suggests, well, what if you reported the cave and the treasures to the state of Hawaii? Whitehead says, well, I've thought about that, but somehow, some way, someone else will have all the credit for it. <laughs> Aww. Anyways, Mike says, well, not if you had five witnesses who would swear that you found it. Whitehead confused (laughs) on who these supposed, (laughs) Mike, Whitehead confused on who these supposed witnesses could possibly be asks, Oliver, (laughs) five witnesses. (laughs) Mike smiles and says, me and my boys and my wife. Whitehead, realizing what Mike is offering, says, Then I'd be assured of reporting a major archaeological find. (laughs) Mike agrees and says, Right. Whitehead. (laughs) Whitehead. (laughs) Iced tea, you got it. Yeah, that's that's it. Yep, nothing gets past you. Whitehead asks, You do that for me? (laughs) Mike laughs and says, Sure. (laughs) The professor thinks about it and says, I'd be famous. <laughs> Whitehead. <laughs> Whitehead then looks at the tiki statue and says, Oh, Oliver. Oliver. Did you hear that? The professor walks. No. <laughs> That's the wrong one. <laughs> you get stuck in that voice sometimes. It's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> the professor walks over to Oliver and says, I've done it. <laughs> I've made a discovery of my very own. Me, Oliver. Me. (laughs) Whitehead then wraps his arms around the tiki, licks it, and says, Oh, Oliver, you naughty, naughty boy. (laughs) He didn't actually do that, but it'd be a lot cooler if he did. Mike sees all this and might be second-guessing his choice (laughs) to let this guy go and... uh, and even wonders what other weird shit he may have done with the boys while they were tied up. 
I love the way you crack up at jokes that you wrote. <laughs> I know. It's my first time hearing them out loud. That's funny. Just then, Carol and the boys walk up into the cavern, and Peter says, Welp, we found it. Greg adds, <laughs> The tomb of the first king. Bobby says, And we put the taboo idol back. Man, you should have seen it. It was pretty cool. <laughs> We did it, was, it was pretty neat. Like it was, it was, it was amazing. It was the best thing I've ever seen. Mysterious, the whole nine yards. <laughs> we did three episodes to get us to do yeah. this, but and I'm, I'm we'll glad just tell I saw you about it. it. Bobby's like, man, it was, it was amazing. Carol looks at Mike, who is still contemplating his decision he is making about the professor, and says, "Honey, you know, there's some weird, weird things in here." Mike, while still staring at the professor. Rub up on Oliver. The Tiki says, oh, you're telling me. <laughs> Mike points at Whitehead. The professor is still hugging Oliver and says, oh, Oliver, Oliver. <laughs> he then chuckles to himself. Bobby thinks this is totally normal, says, that's just Oliver. Mike just looks at Bobby with a shock look. <laughs> and my nose is like, are you fucking kidding me? Three episodes to see him take this fucking tiki back to, you know, to the first king burial ground. And it just, they end it with just like, well, we did it. Yep. All done. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Tack was disappointed. Yeah. So what now I'm, I'm yeah. calling him Mr. White instead of professor. Cause. Yeah. You don't deserve that respect. So anyways, so Mr. <laughs> Whitehead is going to get off scot-free. Like he just kidnapped three kids and got in one of their pants and he's just going to like get yep. rewarded for it. Yep. That's fucked up. That's it. Scene 19. Later, the Brady family is now at an official Hawaiian luau. <laughs> there are drums and fire dancers performing for them. Even Professor Whitehead is in on the festivities. And apparently he owns clean clothes. That's kind of neat. <laughs> the family and the professor are all dressed in Hawaiian shirts and lays, of mm. course. <laughs> they are given a feast in celebration. After the performance, a man stands up and says, Tonight, with this luau, we celebrate the illustrious Dr. Whitehead's amazing archaeological discoveries. Everyone claps. The man goes on. And his appointment as developer, as curator of the museum's new Whitehead Wing. Wow. Yeah. The family all clap. Even Greg congratulates the doctor. Whitehead beams with pride. The man goes on. We also wish to honor the Brady family. Shocking. <laughs> Whitehead claps awkwardly alone. <laughs> the man goes on. <laughs> Uh, who helped make his discovery possible. We consider them Kamaani, old Hawaiian friends. Aloha, Pumihana. <laughs> I hope I said all that right. I have no idea. <laughs> you probably just called them stupid white people. In it's like squaw in the whole Indian episode. Or Tonto. Squaw. Tonto means stupid. <laughs> right, anyway, they all say aloha back. The man says... Let us rejoice. As tradition demands, you must sound the horn of brotherhood. <laughs> the man now passes around a large conch shell, and each member of the family blow into it to make a noise. After everyone has blown the conch, the man announces, Now let the luau continue. The drums start back up again as Hawaiian hula girls come out and dance. 
Mike gives an ooh as he watches <laughs> them. Did you see that? <laughs> ooh. <laughs> that was the most masculine, you know, him looking at hula girls ever. Whitehead then looks at Mike, smiles, and says, Hmm, it's been a magnificent evening. Oliver would have loved it. Mike and Carol have a look of awkwardness and possibly some regret on their faces. <laughs> yeah. So this happens to them on every fucking vacation, doesn't it? They force yeah. these natives to perform for them. Um, when it was funny when Mike blows into the the, the shell, Carol, yeah. you hear Carol go, "He's a tenor." <laughs> yeah, because there's just a weird high pitch noise. Um, but why didn't Mister Whitehead get to do it? You got a whole wing named after him at the museum. I don't know. Well, like me and you have, I, I don't know about you, but I've I've blown in a real conch shell before, and it's no. not as easy as they made it. You don't just go. <sighs> I mean, it's not, that's not what you do. You have to, I like, assume it's like a trumpet thing where you kind of yeah, have to like exactly. vibrate, vocal vibrate your lips. And if you look really carefully on the shell they're using, it's not cut at the end. You have to cut the end off so that it's, it, there's an opening. <laughs> so they're just literally blowing on a seashell. It's kind of dumb. But anyways, hmm. um, I swear I saw Greg jerking off when the hula girls were dancing. God, I did because that's all he's been talking about the whole time. Is can I see girls' bikinis? Like he he needs to go take care of business. You know what I mean? So, so with the drum little drum line they had going on, they're like, "Who's a random white guy?" That's part of that drum circle. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the only guy they could hire. Yeah, and I just commented again about how this guy has a deadly weapon to his kids starting their life, and he's still invited to luau, <laughs> and, and he's praised. Yeah. Given a whole wing yeah. and a job. Um, the close captioning for the conch shell blowing was hilarious. I don't know if you read it. was describing each blow as the brightest, like in, in a unique way. Carol said, low, smooth toot. <laughs> that was her nickname in high school. I see. That was yours, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Low, smooth toot. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of fart. No. Huh. Scene 20. Now back at the hotel, Mike and Carol are packing up to get back home. Carol, as she loads her clothes in a suitcase, says, Oh, honey, this has been an absolutely marvelous vacation. Mike says, Which part? The part where Greg almost drowned? Where Alice <laughs> had her who separated from her law? Or when the boys were kidnapped by a sociopathic, deranged, evil doctor? Which part, Carol? Which part? He must have been on a different vacation, Carol. I don't know she, where the fuck you were. She just feels that way because she got that fucking coral pin. It's the only reason <laughs> the she's saying that. Pin. This is such a... I, I expect her to have the ugly thing on her on her shirt, but she didn't. <clears throat> Mike says, it'll be a marvel if we can get all this in our suitcases so we can go home. Carol just laughs. <laughs> Bobby then enters the room and says, all us guys are ready, Dad. Mike says, okay, great. Bob, can you come here and give me a, a hand for a second? Bobby walks over to Mike, who is trying to close a suitcase. He says, now hop up here. Bobby hops up on top of the suitcase so it can close. Mike joins him sitting on it and says, that's it. Mike closes the suitcase. Bobby says, boy, am I glad we're not taking the bad luck idol home with us. Carol says, honey, that's not a bad luck idol. Mike adds, right. The bad luck is all in your head. Bobby asks, 
What about Greg getting hit on the head with a surfboard? Carol says, well, it was good luck that he didn't get hurt, right? Bobby asks, what about the spider that crawled up Pete? Mike says, he was lucky it wasn't venomous. <laughs> Damn, I kept it as poisonous because I wanted to hear your whole, <laughs> wanted to hear you go off. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are no poisonous spiders. If you eat hmm. a spider, it won't hurt you. Just saying. Right. Mike chuckles. Bobby says, oh, I get it. I guess it depends on how you look at things. Carol says, exactly. Bobby jumps off the suitcase, and Mike notices that one of his flip-flops were smashed while closing the suitcase. Mike says, oh, well, I broke my sandal. What rotten luck. Bobby says, no, that's good luck. Mike questions, good luck? Bobby says, sure. You're lucky your foot wasn't in it. Carol Mm. laughs. (laughs) Bobby says, it all depends on how you look at things. They all just laugh. (laughs) We now see the plane taken off from Honolulu to return the Brady family back home. Oh, that's nice. So how damn sharp was that suitcase? (laughs) <laughs> what slice the, hell? the tip of it off. Sing. Jeez. <laughs> um, and I don't think Mike ever wore those those flip-flops once. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Because as soon as the one time he got to go swimming, Carol fucking bugged the shit out of him because of some stupid shop downstairs. So it's not like <laughs> yeah. he ever got to go swimming. He had to go shop for fucking coral. You can find well, That's not true. He got to go swimming in the ocean when he was trying to find Greg. Oh, that's true. You're right. And the whole time Carol nagged him. Like he was yeah. just trying to swim for the first time to finally enjoy himself. <laughs> Did you find where is he? Did you find him? Like Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. woman, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he probably didn't even have to go to the office. <laughs> he probably told his boss, can 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 I please just go hang out for a little bit, please? And then he just left from the office with Dave and went somewhere or something. Well, I mean, he did go to the office early that one day. He's like, I, I know it'll start till Monday, but I'm just here to check on some things. He just wanted to show off for his family. He wanted to like, <laughs> I just want to, I just want my family to see what I do. That kind of attitude. But I guarantee once Carol dropped him off, like he took a company car and went by himself. You know, he did. You know, he didn't have to be at work. What's he checking to make sure it got built? To make sure they're following instructions? Like he didn't have to be there. I don't know know about archaeology, architecture. So I don't know. Anyway, that's the end of the episode and the end of the trilogy. That is. Yes. Thank God. I'll be happy once we get back home, get back to the mainland, get to some normal, normal Brady stories. Yes. Jimmy, I have a couple of things to read to you. Okay. It is two, count them two, Apple Podcast Reviews. Hmm. Yeah. So the first one is, I'm going to let you off the hook a little early. It says it, it is five stars. Nice. All right. And it's entitled Very Funny. It's written by Lisa Locke. I Lisa hope Locke. I'm saying that right. Okay. L-O-C, <clears throat> Lisa Locke. I don't know. Anyway, it says, I love the format of analyzing each scene. I have been re-watching the show on Hulu with my kids before listening to the podcast. I think an hour or so of each episode is perfect to talk and laugh about. (laughs) 
Lisa Locke. Thank you, Lisa. And also, Lisa, we, we, we apologize on Hulu's behalf for you not being able to watch all of the episodes. Right. That's really annoying. Yeah. You can't even download them. The only way they're available is if you get the box set. So if you're if you're wanting to go through every episode and show that your kids, there are certain episodes you can't get. So yeah, I think maybe even no, this one was available. No, yeah. but I think episode one of season four wasn't. No, so yeah, that's stupid. Right. You can watch two and three, but you can't watch one. That's dumb. Come on, yeah. Hulu. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, and the next Apple Podcast review is also a five star nice, review. Good. And this was written by Bernice JW. Okay. And uh, its subject is enjoyable. It says, if you're a fan of the Brady Bunch, you will enjoy Tack and Jimmy's funny take on it. <laughs> they point out inconsistencies, goofs, and makeup conspiracies. I laugh a lot. I like that they have a conversation about relatable topics to the show and if they had anything like that happen to them. It makes me reminisce of my childhood memories. What I love the most is when Jimmy points out the wardrobe and Tack has no clue <laughs> what he's talking about. Thank you, I Bernice. never notice what people are wearing so I can relate with Tack and laugh at him and myself. <laughs> and it'll be like one of them be wearing the weirdest, like most obscure shit. Like Bobby could come out in a fucking night outfit and Tack would be like, I didn't notice. You sure it wasn't a Hank 10 shirt? Like, no, no, it was a night outfit. <laughs> remember, the, remember the episode where Carol was wearing a ski mask the whole time? Like, it was a complete what? suit of armor, Tech. No, no, that was a shirt. Buddy. <laughs> nope, it was, a, it was a shirt. It was a suit of armor, bud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's from Bernice and Lisa Locke, and I appreciate that, ladies. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. <clears throat> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's just funny to me. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. What's that? I don't know if you heard that. I was just trying to go, hmm, but it came out as <laughs> like I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> right. I like the way I made him do that after every sentence. <laughs> Literally every sentence, like. <laughs> and I also do apologize to uh, Bernice. Yeah. Um, because this episode, man, like three episodes in a row about the same shit. Like it's hard. To, we do exactly what you're saying. We we try to pick a topic that is relatable that we've both done. You know something about the episode, <laughs> but yeah. it's hard because all three of these episodes were the same. Like I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I've never been vacations. to Hawaii. Yeah, we've already talked. I mean, we didn't know anything about archaeology. We've never been kidnapped. So it's like <laughs> we didn't know what else to talk about. So we brought up Vincent <laughs> Price. Vincent Price. Mm. So, yeah. so we we do apologize on that one. Yeah. I've never had Vincent Price put his hands in my pants. No, I haven't either. He's never held my tiki. <laughs> <laughs> He's never All called right. me Oliver either. <laughs> so, you know, Jimmy, we had a good time here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. <laughs> it sounds offended. like I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. Don't be offended. <laughs> I promise. Listeners, <laughs> we had fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexism. <laughs> uh, we'd like to personally thank our producers from Patreon. Without you, this absolutely could not be possible. And that's oh, yeah. uh, Jiminy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good old Jiminy. Ginny Jim. The OPs. <laughs> Ginny Jim. Yes. <clears throat> OP. OPs. Okay, so homework. Mm-hmm. First thing, go watch the Brady Bunch. 
Oh, damn, you're starting from the bottom up. Oh, I did start from the bottom up. Yeah, let's let's we're gonna go flip mode as as Coolio sure. would call it. Not Coolio. Who was that? Who the fuck was that? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Buster Rhymes. Old school okay. Buster Rhymes. He's talking about flip mode. We're gonna go flip mode on him right now. Or you okay. can talk about Missy Elliott when she'd like flip it and reverse there it you go. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So go watch the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah. Or check out our T Public store for merch. Link is in the description of the episode. And we have a brand new shirt that just came out like last week. Yes. Or two weeks ago. Now it's two weeks ago. And they're selling like hotcakes. So who was it that excuse me, that, that posted it on Facebook? Clay. Clay. Uh, yes, Clay, yes. Clay Clay's showing awesome. his support. He gave us a picture yeah. to post on Instagram, so you'll see that on there. Yeah, Clay has a uh, if you're into fishing, check out his podcast. He does, it's called yeah, Fish yes. Nerds. And he is fucking funny as hell. He was mm-hmm. uh, he was a guest on season one, and he mm-hmm. he's so funny. But anyway, check out his show. He he was one of the best guests. Just yeah, because we always sure. talk shit about season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> his episode. His episode was fantastic. Because <laughs> I was on season one too, as well. Right. All right. Follow us on Facebook and get updates, real time sure. updates. Check out our Instagram. It's at a very pretty podcast. If you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. And also just, it's been a while since we've talked about the Patreon, but we do have different levels to it. Um, yeah. You, you get thing you might get anything from a sticker to like a mug or a shirt or whatever. So if you go on the patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast, you can check on that and see, and um, you never know. There might be some merchandise under that. I don't know if we sell all the merchandise from Patreon in the merch store. There we might be not. special things in there. Um, also, yeah. we have some things coming out for the the Patreon subscribers. We got the infamous episode thirteen from season one, mm-hmm. and also we're I think we're, we're and correct me if I'm wrong, Tack. We're going to do the um, Dragon the Classics. That's going to be for Patreon, right? Yeah, yeah. So we got yeah. a couple things coming out for the Patreon subscribers. So you know, I hate to say it, but if you want to see those, you got to be Patreon. Sorry, guys. All right, and check out the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. Send in an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. And tell two friends about the show. And as Jimmy would say, tell two enemies if you don't like it or your in laws. <laughs> Do, <a rate. laughs> Do a rate and review on Apple Podcast, Podchaser, or Castbox, or wherever you, you know, subscribe to podcasts. And also check out the website at verybradypodcast.com. Yes. That was different doing it backwards. It was weird. It that was, was weird. Yeah, I think next week we're going to do it with normal. <laughs> I think so, too. Because <laughs> we always end with, go watch the Brady Bunch. Exactly, And then we yeah. get, takes us right into the next thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, we're, we're supposed to have Ginny on the show at some point, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, she's in context. We put the ball in her court. So, Jenny, oh, okay. hit us up. Yes. Okay. So, the first thing and the last thing, go watch the Brady Bunch. So, Tack is going to tell you about episode season or episode four. No, season four, episode four today. I'm a freshman. Go ahead. All right. On the but, next episode. Oh, epi- you should do it in the Vincent Price voice. <laughs> on the next episode, season four, episode four. Mm-hmm. It's called Today I Am a Freshman. Freshman. <laughs> Marsha is 
apprehensive about her first day of high school. So Mike asked Greg to help break the ice for her. Meanwhile, Peter tries to make a working volcano for the science club. So wait a minute, Marsha's been dating for like two years and she's just now in high school? Yeah, I, I watched ahead a little bit of this episode, and uh-huh. she's, like, scared to go to school. I mean, there's a, there's a dumb moment in the beginning because she's like, I don't feel good. I can't go. It's first day of school. I don't feel good. I can't go to school. And she's like, hmm, that's weird. You don't have a fever. I'm going to call the doctor. And doctor comes down. There's nothing wrong with her. And she's like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> and doctor's like, I think she's just scared to go to her first day of school. Mm. And then I think it's just nerves. And then- <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Carol. <laughs> she just like nerves. Do you think that'd be caused by a first day of school? Like, she had no clue. And the doctor's like, yes. You've you have children, right? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we're gonna talk more about that next I was week. Say, so anyways, join us next week for season four, <laughs> episode five. <laughs> Like, you know, we're not even going to watch that episode. We just did it. We're good. Let's go on to we need, we need, You know what we need? We need to hire that dude from Ant-Man to do next week's episode every week. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you're talking about Paul Rudd? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. His his friend. Oh. Which which friend? The Hispanic guy. The Latin guy. Oh, oh. Where he always yeah. does the summaries. Like, <laughs> it would be funny if we did it. Anyways. <clears throat> Oh, I thought you were going to say because we get Paul Rudd, but then he would just, instead of explaining it, he would just show the scene from Mac and me. <laughs> no, no. You, you've seen, you, you have seen um, Ant-Man, right? Yeah. You know how when whenever his friend, his Latin friend, tells him yeah. about like what somebody said to him, he goes through that long string of like story when he tells a story to Paul Rudd? It's and been it always, a while since I've seen it. Oh, okay. Well, you'll have to rewatch this pretty funny. Anyways. All right. Um, I think that's about it, unless you have anything else. Nope. Cool. Okay, in that case, I have been Jimmy. And I have been Tech. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. The Keith Smoten. <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>